nerd. 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 I'm not kissing a nerd. What is a nerd? Nerd! Holy crap, are we nerdy? Welcome to this week's Nerdables. This week we are going to review the first three weeks of The Mandalore. Uh, talk a little bit about the Mandalore. The Mandalorian. Talk well, about I mean, the Mandalorian. Mandalore, like, you know, like folklore. The lore of the Manda? Yes. Well, it's Mando if you shorten it. Mandalore. It's always weird because they, they move the O. Yeah. It's on the other side of the L, but if you... Because Manda doesn't sound right. Mando. Mando. We'll talk about the Max. And there was a first look at Star Wars number one, and we can also talk about Baby Yoda. So, (laughs) we got some music going. Some Some opera music. Some uh, acapella. That should be his music, you know? That's the theme song. The theme song. It's like Honda, you know, Hondo. Yeah. The the James, the the James, the the John Wayne flick. Yes. Hondo. Hondo. Mando. Mando. Which, by the way, it does all have. Three, it all, does have that. The um. The opening does have that kind of that. It has. It's very Western feel. Yes. The, each episode has its own soundtrack on Spotify. Yeah. It's awesome. They're so wonderful to listen to. I mean, it's the first thing that's made me really think I should buy the monthly subscription because I just have the free one that gives you shuffle and then it adds stuff. He did the music. Um, it's what is it? Ludwig van Gersen, I think. Yes. Is the the composer? He did the music for um, Black Panther. Yes, I didn't know that. And he did the music for Creed. So I keep getting these weird like rap songs in the middle of <laughs> trying to listen to the Mandalorian. And there's one I'm like, boy, this has an African beat. Oh, this has got to be Wakanda. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. This is the Wakanda. Is it kind of ones. odd that anybody who's named Ludwig has to become a composer? Ludwig, like you would want them. You don't see them as any other profession, really. Let's see that or a Nazi. Nazism is gone. Well, so. it's gone. So yeah, it's no, gone. it's not. <laughs> That well, would be wonderful. But, organized. Uh, <laughs> as a government, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, not so much in terms of the <laughs> cultural. You need to watch The Watchmen. I'm not going to pay for HBO. Thinking, it made me think of the, you know, Nazism made me think yeah, of it. I know. Everyone is crowing about the, the third episode or whatever, the latest episode for that, too. And it's, This past episode, look, which is I've like got, I still got to finish Haven. I got to get caught up on, on Man on the High Castle. Cat, Castle? Castle. Castle, speaking of Nazis, um, they've still got Mando. They got another episode of Imagineering Story, and then whenever the next one comes out, Friday. Oh man, that is that is good. Oh, it's so good. It's I, I, I love the Mandalorian. I absolutely love it. It's Mandalorian it's is incredible. now reached. it's incredible. I love it. Imagineer, the Imagineering Story is my, is my favorite thing on it. Oh yeah, you're you're crying, you're oh, laughing, yeah. you're. It's this is more of like this is this is kind of the story I've waited for for a long time. Like, yeah. To kind of know the story of making these the the the, the company the, the the theme park mm-hmm. part of it is is incredible. I mean, I've always been attracted to that sort of thing. When I did the Walking with Walt tour last year, you know, that's the first time I ever had heard that. Wanted, haunted, wanted Mansion. The Wanted Mansion. I'm drunk. Wow. <laughs> haunted Mansion was supposed to be a walkthrough. Yeah. Originally. And that it a sat, it sat fa- fallow for so long as everyone kind of moved on to the World's Fair that directly led mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. also the, the Walt Disney World project. And it just kind of sat for a long time. I didn't realize the World's Fair lasted two years. The World's Fair lasted four years. The World's Fair was in... That one. But that one I thought was two years. But Whatever it was, it was a long time. Yeah. And that yeah. was, and that's the first time I'd heard that story, too. I remember 
hearing as a kid that a lot of those attractions were always sponsored by somebody. You right. know, America Sings was by Kodak, and this was this, and this mm-hmm. was this. And the idea that well, Walt, Space Mountain, that the rocket was TWA. Yeah, the the um, mm-hmm. that Walt used the World's Fair to have these companies, and even the Mr. Lincoln was the state of Illinois wanted an exhibit right. at the World's Fair, and went to Walt Disney and said, "We want to put Lincoln on display. How do we do that? Give me some money." Yeah. Boom, and the, the greatest <laughs> animatronic. The biggest leap in animatronic history to make Mr. Lincoln mm-hmm. is right there. The, the it's a small world. Yep. You know, um, GM with the cars for the Autotopia. Yes. GM was like, we want to have an exhibit. Great. Let's do the Carousel of Progress, and we'll figure out how to make these cars and stuff like that. Yeah. It's it's incredibly savvy, and as like the the guy that was on there said, and, and our tour guide had said, what was a genius? Because they didn't have any money. Right. You know, he was making profits and they weren't, they didn't and want to go did into this debt. He whole thing without, go, without he never creating debt. any debt. Yeah, because he had so much money and he was smart enough to, to hide the fact that he was buying the land in Florida when he first started. Uh-huh. And, you know, just found a way to make that. When, when he looked, it's like they used the profits from Mary Poppin, Poppins to build a company. Yeah. Mopo. The, the Mapo company. Because, like, well, it was yeah, the Mapo. profits from Mary Poppins. Boom, yeah. right there. So I watched I watched the second one last night. It was fantastic. I can't wait to watch number. The three. third one's good. Mm-hmm. It goes into Paris, uh, Disneyland Paris. Yeah, no, I'll I'll get to it when that I. That was to a it. nice one too. Yeah, I saw that. Um, so Mandalorian is now reached Mandal- one of the high, one of the fastest and highest, or no, most watched. It's one of the most watched. It's one of the streaming most streamed, streamed shows ever. It's one of the most streamed shows ever, and apparently, it's like more than Stranger Things now. Yeah, which is hilarious to me because everyone screamed that it was not going to be successful because it wasn't dropped all at once. Well, here's the other thing: it's not dropped all at once, and it's only in a half hour. Mm-hmm. Just about, yeah. Every episode's between 30 and 35 minutes. Right. Long. But that also goes back to the fact that it doesn't matter the time frame or, you know, the you know when it drops and everything. As long as you have a good story behind it, people are interested and will invest in watching it. Well, I think the investment, to me, and it might be my bias of saying that I kind of thought this was the way to go anyway, mm. is that week to week is much more socially viable. Oh, totally. Because... Yeah. It doesn't go away. This goes back. This is all the way back to when Daredevil was released. Because I remember, I remember this conversation on here. The first season of Daredevil releases. It was the same year. It was the spring of the year that Flash had premiered. Correct. As a, as a TV series. And one of the things I said, and everyone just is a little stupid, is people in the in the pop culture were talking about Flash for the entire season. Mm-hmm. Six months of talking about how great the Flash show was. Daredevil was amazing, and it was on everybody's timeline. For 48 hours. Correct. And literally within a week, literally within a week, less than 10% of those people were talking about it. Well, you, it wasn't you, something because you don't go back and watch a whole season. You lose yeah. the water cooler moment. You lose. It's not even losing the water cooler moment. It's losing social media. Yeah. It's the fact that you have nothing. You have nothing Daredevil's amazing. Yeah. The, the the hallway fight is amazing. Deborah Anwall is amazing. Charlie Cox is amazing. This is uh, Chris. Uh, um, who's, who's Kingpin? Why can't I remember his name all of a sudden? D'Onofrio. Uh, yeah. He deserves an Emmy mm-hmm. for 48 hours, and then it's gone, because n- very few people were watching an entire season twice. Correct. I've seen the first episode of The Mandalorian four times. Yeah. I've seen, seen the second one twice, and I've seen the third one twice, because I've gone through and watched it again, mm-hmm. because I've got a whole week, and, and it allows people to talk about, well, this is the best episode ever. This is the, It doesn't mash everything up. Daredevil was 10 hours that hit you, 
And everyone was just like, well, the hallway fight was awesome. Right. There's one moment where here you go through the first one and like, I love the first one. And the second one's like, maybe I don't love the second one as much, but there's still so cool. And then the third one, this is my favorite episode. You're going to be able to choose your favorite episode because you've got a week to think about it. Well, that's the other thing. And the Baby Yoda memes would be gone now. We'd already be on to two women and a cat again. Or something. Two women and a cat is that's the one. Oh. That's not going away. Well, no. The problem with it is it, none of it's an original intention. That's the thing that drives me crazy. Is people yeah. now it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's a stupid thing where it just doesn't make any sense. And I'm yeah. looking at it going, what this this but doesn't. The, the baby Yoda's just they keep evolving and they keep growing and you keep getting more. This, and you more. have a, you have some different images for it and stuff like that. And you also have the fact that Disney is trying to destroy them. Yeah, because they don't want to oversaturate it. There's, well, he, there's a point for them, and I understand it. Where well, it's you, funny just when, seeing it in terms of memes is going to turn you off from watching him on things. You're just like, oh my god, I'm so sick of Baby Yoda. Well, the other well, thing is, and you know, we're kind of going into Baby Yoda, so we're you know, baby, you know, everybody's clamoring for Baby Yoda merchandise. Why isn't it here? Why? Oh, I guess they're going to do the same thing they did back in the early '70s with the you know the card and everything. No, it's there. They can't release Baby Yoda yet. No, they've, they're already releasing it. It's in the parks within a week. Not yet, the but they first... haven't given him. He he doesn't have a name yet. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's just here's the it's the child or it's whatever. The child, yeah, right. But they yeah, were, they're think... not going to put a name on it. It's just going to be. It'll have the little Mandalorian sticker or whatever on it. The funny thing is, is if you go through my Facebook timeline right now, there is like sixteen different fake companies that are selling little dolls oh, of baby and Yoda. the t-shirts. And I and I keep putting on the thing. <laughs> Disney shuts this down as five. Four, three. I'm watching all these people. I ordered one. I ordered one. I'm like, you're not going to get it. Nope. Like, they are going to destroy these people for for yeah. advertising. Well, They've already shown. They, they already showed them t-shirts. I think that might. Yeah. Be there's a couple seen. t-shirts. Well, there's like 80stees.com or something that made like a vintage looking shirt with him. Yeah. It. Well, there's a. I saw an article with the like official. There was like three official images of like a t-shirt and something mm-hmm. else and something else that it's like it's like a mug or whatever. That's the stuff that's coming to the park supposedly within the yeah. next seven days. Well, the. Did you see the little Yoda we got from uh, Batu from Galaxy's Edge? It's a little, almost looks like it's a handmade Yoda. You know, it's just a yeah, it's little, just a thing. A little, you know, it's, a, it's if children in the era after the, the original yes. trilogy would have stitched it together to make themselves their own toys for a creature that nobody remembers. But it's a small little. It's really yeah. small. They're sold out. Well, yeah, because, because everybody wants to have to, it. When the kid comes in and like, oh, I want Baby Yoda, I want the Biodito, I want Yentl. Here you go. This is an official Yentl doll right here, right here. Here you go. Well, the, the funny here thing is, though, the, the and everyone else is just like, that's been here since ca- May. Yeah, it's been here since May. But the cast members are now wearing it around on like a pouch on yeah. their, tr- on their chest. Thing. And then they, in one of the toy shops, they put it in a little bassinet. Mm. So yeah, the breaking news is Disney announced that. Yodito is having his own series now. It's like Mandalorian's been canceled. <laughs> no, no season two. It's already been shot. They put it in the scrapper. It's just Yodito. Going back to the an memes, though. Series. Going back uh, to the memes, like when Rich shared that video of the cake of the baby Yoda, I was so tempted to just say, I'm so sick of baby Yoda now. <laughs> because he's everywhere. There's a point, like, yeah. It, it's it's sort just, of, I just got to scroll through. I don't really read anything. Well, it's, yeah. it's, it's baby Groot. It's not even Baby Groot it's, because it's, it's a creature Baby you already know. It's Baby Groot on steroids, yeah. though, I think. That's the thing. Is no, yeah, Groot got really pushing. big and it was just whatever. I think the, the best thing that they've done is they've kept him to be adorable. He has no lines. Mm. You know, it's not even the, I am Groot, a little bit. Yeah. And his moments, unlike Baby Groot, are not humorous. Mm-hmm. You know, him getting out of the, the crib and coming over and touching the, 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 the controls, control, yeah. the, the, the starship controls, it's cute, but it's not... 
like overly humorous. Yeah. yeah, it's just sort of like here you go. It's a cute moment. Yeah, yeah and the not, looks on his face baby when he's going through when he's in the he's in the cart, the hover cart. He's going through the streets. Yeah, of the the town. You're just like, oh, oh no, like what are you doing? Well, no, don't bring him there. What's wrong with you? Yeah. And that's where people, the people that I know and that I've talked to or or, or I've seen their posts online is. People that went, I knew I was invested, but I had no idea until I watched that episode. Well, the funny thing is, uh, Frozen 2 is out right now, right? And they've added... Yeah, yeah but nobody went to it. It's right. amazing. Just, Baby Yoda's in it? No, no, no. But they have a little... They, do you, you want to build a Yoda man? Do you remember Pasquale from uh, Tangled, the little yeah. chameleon? They have a little lizard, a little blue lizard thing that's supposed to be their big cute item right now. Mm. It's not. It's Baby Yoda. Well... Again, you're in a circle where people are going for the the child instead of, you know, trust me. I'm sure with five and six year old girls, that little blue thing is the only thing that they want. I think if you put them together, though, you know, people are going to go, oh, look at you. Well, then just no, they want both. Yeah, that's the it's thing. Like, it's, it's like it's a model. But that's the thing is, 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 again, in our cancel culture where it's one or the other. This is the thing I can't stand. Everyone's just like, well, Giodito's here, so. The hell with the blue thing. No, people love both of it. It's okay. But do you remember when, we, you, remember we can when have, Gremlins We can came have out? The Mandalorian be streamed 10 million times already, and Frozen can still make $350 million in three days. Sure. Both again exist. So let's not... We, we, we get into this, especially in pop culture, this stupid list and BuzzFeed and BS of one or the other, and you can only have one of them. No, I Which, agree. I mean, that's why I hate these. Like, you can only have one. You can have Marvel or DC. No, I don't have to only have one, because guess what? They both exist, yes. and I can both have them. I can have crappy Zack Snyder films, and I can have wonderful John Favreau movies. I can have Star Wars, and I can have Star Trek. And I can throw in Battlestar Galactica for the hell of it. I mean, and that's, Firefly. That's the thing. Well, we don't have to have Firefly. Um, we have to but have you Firefly. can have Firefly. But that's the thing is I'm not. I'll never come to you and say Star Wars or Firefly. Star Wars or Firefly. Which one? Which one? Oh, I think in terms of can we all explain? Can we all agree that we could live without Babylon Five? Yeah. No, because there's people that love Babylon Five too. That was which like, is I'm fine. making a joke. No, but that's the thing is that's where we've gotten to that it has to be one or the other and that sort of things. So we can accept that there's a lot of people that enjoy Yentl mm-hmm. and. There's a lot of people that enjoy Frozen, and, for, and there's people that enjoy both. For our listeners that don't know who Yentl is, Yentl and what, Yodito are kind that's of the same. Where did Yodito come from? Someone put it on a on a thing. Someone, I think it was in. Uh, it might have been in the Imperial Scope Group. They called him Yodito, and I was like, oh, I kind of like that too. That's good. I mean, I like. I'm, I'm going with Yentl because I thought Yo, that was the first one that made me laugh out loud. Yodito, like, yeah, but Yodito, is, Yodito is fun too. Yodito, Yodito the Bandito. Yodito Bandito. Yodito. Which is funny because one of my one of my friends when I was a kid, my best friend was a kid, Adrian. His name was Yodito. No, it uh, um, they called him Tito because it was something in in Spanish, like for the oldest boy. I don't remember exactly so. what it was. It was or no, it was, you know, it was, I think it was it was Duto. It was Duto. Something like that. So you know Duto. what I'm surprised no one's ever came up with is Yoda Yoga. Yoda Yoga. Yeah, because it's all you know. You, you'd be. Cobra. You'd be doing a lot of meditation. You well, know, no, you'd Yoda. also be doing it wrong because it would be backwards. <laughs> downward dog, dog downward. would be up dog, upward dog. Downward you do. What? What are you talking about? I did yoga, let me tell you. Wow. I've, yoga I've been trying to. Oh, it hurts. Yoga destroys you, especially if you have a teacher that you can barely understand. <laughs> I'm looking around. It was uh, the last week before Melissa went back to work when she went back to Amgen. We decided, like, we went to the gym six days just trying different stuff and... You know, she's like, you can do yoga with me? And I said, yeah, I'll do yoga with you. And she might have been kind of surprised by it, but I was like, I'll try it, whatever. And I kind of knew, you know, was never anything to make fun of. Lots of um, 
you know, professional athletes do a lot of mm-hmm. yoga because of core and all that stuff. Ooh, I can. I have no balance sense at all mm. anymore. You should try the the DDP yoga and the, the Diamond Dallas Page, the wrestler. He created a, a yeah, system. Yeah, I don't want to take steroids. No, no, no. But he created a system for the wrestlers that this are broken. This is yoga without steroids. <laughs> Baby Cobra, brother, let's go! Raw. <laughs> no, no. I mean, the funny thing is, we have we have a woman who's what she she was uh, she was Southeast Asian. She's wonderful, but the way she's Baby Cobra, it just stuck in my head forever. <laughs> now th- this is this cobra. is set up for for overweight, broken down old men. That yeah, thanks. To- I'll try that. <laughs> that used to be wrestlers that are like completely, you know, have no knees anymore or backs. He even has it where if you're bedridden, you know, just start getting out of bed and just doing some of like some of those type moves. Uh, so Mandalorian episode one does does yoga. So uh, DDP, we we would we could sponsor you if you want. You know? <laughs> no, he wants to sponsor us. That's the thing. <laughs> send we us can some be. cash. <laughs> yes, I'm sure Diamond Dallas Page needs to send us cash. Hey. Hey, four if, people if he, that listen to the you know four what? people that listen. Hey, if you if, you if go he to wants DDP's if thing. he wants to to put us in one of his classes because he does have one here in LA. Mm-hmm. If he wants to put us in his class and let us you know do it for free and then we'll promote it, I would be more than willing to have to do it. Yeah, yeah. But then Ethan has to go to class with his Macho Man voice. <laughs> he has to wear his belt too. <laughs> Every class, oh, the baby man. cobra. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, mm, baby cobra. So, uh, uh, Mandalorian episode one, you know, our official review. We kind of did the first episode. We, we did the first and second one. We didn't get, I mean, it was kind of we ran through it and just well, sidetracked like we, we did with that's, everything else. Yeah, I was going to say, it's just going to be the same here. Yeah. I think more of looking at it as Well, you're the one who said you wanted to do all three. Well, the thing is, no, I think more of like talking about it as a whole because oh. the one thing that I've noticed. And I was wrong about. We got to the end of episode three, and I thought that would be the episode where people would turn. Yes, and not because it was bad. I loved the episode, and and, and when, you're this because is not of my, what's happened because in the of well, because of the way the fandom is. First off, third episode, and I love how people on 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 these toxic fandom things are like, you know why the Mandalorian's so good? There's no vagina in it. That's why. Third, and I love the third episode. Guess what? Third episode's directed by a woman. I know. You're screwed. Ooh, and now are they going to hate the fourth Now they're going to hate it. Yeah. Um, and not only that, the the director that is going to do the Obi-Wan series. Yeah. Um, so Or is doing the Obi-Wan series. But there was more of like, I thought people might have a problem with the way the, the Mando clan is and the kind of religious overtones. Well, you seem to have of, a little bit of an issue I never had an watched issue. it. In terms of preference. Again, not a cancel culture thing. It's... I was very invested in the way Karen Travis set up the Mandalorian. But to me, got, is... hold on, let me finish. Good God. Every time I start something, everyone jumps in. I was very invested in the way that Karen Travis had set up Mandalorians in her novel series and, and through the novels that she yes. was written. And while this has a bit of a nod to it, it's much more heavy handed and it's much more, there's lots more of a, of a didactic tone to it. There's, very specific rules, which there wasn't. And the other one, the way that Mandos were set up in the EU was anyone could be a Mando, which they've done with the foundling mm-hmm. idea, which you know seems to be the idea that people can be found and made into Mandalorians. Um, but that as long as you're a warrior slash mercenary, because that's what you were. So the Mandos were not like these noble warriors of they were right. they were mercenaries. You know, it was basically what the samurai became in feudal Japan, where 
the, the ruling classes had changed everything, most of the samurai became mercenaries. They yeah. were all hired guns or swords at this point. They were all hired swords. Um, especially once you lost your master, you became a Ronin. Ronin, usually you were a hired sword. Mm-hmm. All ninjas were mercenaries because they took payments to, for assassination and that type of thing. So this had more of a sense of community, which was interesting, and more of a sense of a very strict rule, kind of rule base to it. Um, the this is the way thing is very, I mean, it's overtones of any religion or cult that you can think of. But this, do think- we do this because this is the way. No, this is the way. So anyway, but the thing was is I didn't hate it. It's not my favorite. But I thought you might have fandom really take off with that and say this isn't what this is what this isn't what I want my mandos to be a very exaggerated and more powerful feeling than I have of eh, this isn't the way I'd love to see mandos but that's fine that's okay they're almost too organized for me hold on that was the first part the second part was it, it the production value of it when you try to do a big action scene like they've done is difficult to do mm-hmm. and it very it does feel like a set it does feel like you know, Clone it, Wars it, or, re- or Rebels? Uh, no, it's very. It feels like the difference between watching Winter Soldier and then watching the Shield yeah. episode right after it. Well, you not mean- to not to the same degree, but it's enough there. That was the second thing that I thought people would rebel against, and the third thing I thought they rebel against is kind of the dorky thing at the end with the, the flying salute. Mando saluting him and taking him off, which was great. I thought it was cool, but immediately I thought, oh, the internet's going to have a problem with that. And I think the brilliance of it is that I don't think anybody remembers that part. They just remember Yodito in the beginning going across the street, his hair kind of moving or his ears moving and stuff like that. The digital for that is amazing. That yeah. scene of him coming down, the way that the, the ear kind of blows in the wind, I thought there'd be a big turn against it. This is sort of, you know, Star Wars fans are always looking for something to sure. hate now. And that's where I thought the turn was going to be. And I was pleasantly surprised to see that the overwhelming uh, the overwhelming um, reaction was, I love this episode, and yeah. I love what happens, and I can't wait to see what's next. Which is what the reaction I had, but I usually don't have. Okay, so let's break this down. Um, do you, don't you think that what we know of the Mandalorians in at this point in the galaxy, it seems that for whatever reason they can no longer be on Mandalore, so they've had to go into hiding. So going into hiding, don't you think that they would need to have a set uh, rule structure? The thing is, have is rules I don't even. To, they haven't even said they're in hiding. They did. Where? They did. Uh, episode one, they said that they were in hiding. She says it to him. That's why they only go out one at a time. They say they go out one at a time, but I don't think they she said they She mentions going in hiding, that they're in hiding. Okay. So, But we also, we also, also think, what we don't know is, are these all the Mandos? Or is right. it just this one clan? Because maybe that one clan is in hiding. Correct. And what are they hiding from? And that's, so there's, there's a lot of questions that we are still We also know that there, there was a big purge... From the Empire on Mandalore to take all of the, the metal. Well, they say from the Purge. But again, they don't tell you exactly what the Purge is. This is this is classic Star Wars, you know, the new fandom, which right. is, why didn't you give me all the information from the start? Right. Instead of letting it kind of go, we don't know. It's the same thing in our, in our, in our um, thread about uh, Werner Herzog's character, which I'm sure we'll get to in a moment. But in terms of the Mandos, it is, for all we know... It's this clan that's just here. Correct. That may not be all of them, to and me, they may be the only ones that are in hiding. To me, 
it feels like with Rebels, the way we saw the Mando starting to, to evolve to at the end of there, and this episode, it really feels like, or this series, it really feels like they are trying to, or fa- at least Favreau and, and, and Filoni are both trying to incorporate a lot of of Karen uh, of, of you know what was set up by Karen Travis. Oh, Travis's stuff has nothing to do with the Empire. The Mandos are already no, no, no. I know that because the man the, the Mandos get the, the in the EU. The Mandos are destroyed in the Sith War, right? Because they join the Sith War and the Jedi wipe them out, and they're very small clans that are all over the place. And that's how Jango gets picked up in the original EU. The thing with but you can't do that because of what was already established. But you can right, you can't go do back that now because in Clone Wars they're in they're, they're a peaceful planet and right, it's but, the moon and it's this. The, you take the down, you of, take that. You you take what. You you take what whether that be you know, what George Lucas kind of guided Filoni to have with what Mandalore was during the Clone Wars. Now that he's gone, you're you're kind Lucas of didn't care. <laughs> well, no, you're, you're you're kind of getting to that point where okay, it wasn't during the Sith you know Sith War. It's during the Clone Wars. Well, again, I don't even think that's Lucas. I mean, as as much as I think people make a little bit too much of the the idea that Lucas was just telling Filoni what to do. This is all kind of Filoni's He was thing. pretty heavy-handed. No, it was Filoni would come up with it and then come to George, and George would kind of tinkle with it or whatever, and there's some things he did and there's some things he didn't. And I have a feeling he never touched Mandalore because he never cared who Boba Fett was. As he's always said, I just made kind of a cool character. Well, and he, he was he kind of like a Yoda character. And then he made Jango Fett because he was like, well, everybody liked Boba Fett, so I'll give you him in blue. Here you go. Um, at the end of Rebels, it's sort of obvious that the Mandalorians are in opposition to the Empire. Yes. So it's, a, it's a, a, not a... It's not an unfair assumption to be that the Empire wipes them out or scatters them. Correct. And obviously they have some sort of Beskar because we've seen the Imperial Civil Especially the, the more organized that Warner Herzog would We have to find out what the hell his name is. Do we know what his name is? It's just heavy. It's just heavy uh, Mando. Heavy no, 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 no. I'm talking about Warner no, Herzog's man. character. Oh. They say it, but it, 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 gets, it. it gets almost jarbled when they when he says because it. Because it's Warner Herzog talking. Um, his greatest role since... Uh, Boondocks. Oh wow, yeah. Um, as far as as you know, the way the Mandalorians were in that last episode. Every time I see, uh, um, I just lost his name. Oh, this is going to be one uh, lost to the annals of history. Oh, uh, he's just listed who, as the client. Who's the guild leader? Uh, it's just listed as mother. No. The bounty hunter guild leader. Oh, uh, Gleef. Grief. Grief, Grief yes. Played by Carl Weathers. Carl, Carl Weathers. That's okay. Every time I see Carl Weathers in this, I think he has a wooden hand. <laughs> Going back. <laughs> From uh, Happy Gilmore? Yeah. Did you see that meme where he has the three pucks? No. Um, one of them is, uh, is, is Creed. Yeah, one of them is Creed from Apollo, from um, uh, Rocky. Mm-hmm. Uh one of them is the Predator, and then the other one is the Crocodile. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he's, I've got, it's, just, it's just him sitting in the thing, and he's like, I've got these three pucks, and I want them, I want them dead. And no, like, every, yeah. just for some reason, every time I see his, his left arm, I just think it's you know, wood. Yep. And I haven't seen that movie in years. Yeah. Um, but the, the, that ending scene with the Mandalorians coming, you know, Mandalorians coming in to, to rescue the central Mandalorian really felt like Rebels, the way they were just jumping from rooftop to rooftop. It was just like they took the animation, because now you can do that. You can take an animated scene 
and make it live action. Well, especially if they're CGI characters. Because right. They're, I guarantee you there are CGI Mandos floating all over the place. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think there are a lot of people with real jetpacks. Yeah. Since we have well, not really even that, but not, not like a like a practical effect where they're yeah, on wires. No, or they just, not, no, 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 no. It's like all not, CG. Not with that budget. That's yeah, all CG. exactly. Yeah. And that's part of it. I mean, that's if, if you were to shoot that scene for episode nine, then yes, a few of them would probably be, with what they've been trying to do with this, the, the sequels is... The closer ones to you. That would there definitely be some some practical effect yeah. that's in there. And it doesn't need to be this kind of series, just real quick or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you see them only for like a second at a time. Um, What do you think about the comments that are being made that... There's too many factions and too many people in a small village that should know each other. It's not that small. I mean, I that's, that's the thing is the, the empire's here on the same the street same, as it's the, the same thing and, as your your spatial recognition of what's in a film is different, just like time, where you're just like, well, that was only it only took them a half hour to get there. No, <laughs> talk about it. Only took fifteen minutes for him and the Ugnaught to build a ship back. I don't understand that. No, it's a montage. The montage it takes a couple days. Whatever right. you see, it go from day to night and day to night, and then you have you know Yodito watching it like with a little thing on the knee. It's the, the idea that you know was going through the thread that we were we were having together that you know the the client was literally across the street. Yeah. No, he's got to walk between the two. Right. The cantina that grief is in is, you know, it's the cantina and then it's this and then it's this. You know, it's like people that think that the Simpsons is the Simpson house is right behind the bar. Right. Well, know? the cantina is close to the to the airfield or to yeah. the landing field. So it's kind of in the inside, you know, or or, or the the outskirts of of the the town. And you can see that while there's... it's not a huge town, it's big enough that you know, and who knows if the client's there? It's the possibility that the client went there to find him. Right. You know, it's, it, people just assume that he's he's been always oh, there the whole time. He, he went may there, have gone there because he knows that that's where grief is, and grief can contact the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Well, not even just the Mandalorian. There's other there's other yeah. bounty hunters there. there. Are a whole bunch of people that have the little the little Radio Shack things. Why not be close to where the uh, yeah the action? And some is. of it is just it. It's a show. Like yeah, you're, you're overthinking the idea. It's that a half hour show. They're right so next you, to each other. They're they're, they're they're just down the street. They're not. But and that's then, Star Wars fandom in general. They overthink everything. So it's like, well, how did Luke learn to be a Jedi when you know he was only on Dagobah, he was only on for, a Dagobah for half an hour? I mean, that's I've argued that point for years. Mm-hmm. That it it's sublight for God's sakes. And right, you've got to go through two systems. Yeah. Han and Leia were doing their little. Will they or won't they dance for months? Yeah, they were being chased you know? by the Empire for months. Yeah, sublight is not fast. You know, you're moving as fast as you can, but yeah. you ain't making that in twelve. Anything parts. about the show you would change? Nothing I can think of. No, I, I like I like the mystery to it. In the same thread we were talking about, you know, I kind of mentioned everyone's like, "Oh, but it's the Empire," and I said, "It's not the Empire. It's it's a client that we don't know is an Imperial or not. We know he's a former Imperial." He's I, got I said he could be a, a governor. He's a, he's, it doesn't matter what he was. I mean, it, it doesn't really matter what it was, what he was, as much as he's someone who's looking for this bounty. Mm-hmm. He has some affiliation with the Empire in the point of being able to grab all this metal, all this Beskar that he uses to pay him. Right. And that's it. And he's got, you know, stormtroopers with him, but it, it's obviously, you know, they're at a point, they're in the outer rim. The, the way that we, no canon is that the empire still has a foothold although it's fairly a lawless planet in coruscant when we get through the the endgame books by by wendig correct aftermath excuse me not endgame 
um, the Aftermath books. You know, Masameda is still on Coruscant. Coruscant's kind of like this crazed place, but the Empire is supposedly running out of it. Uh, or is being run out of it. Well, you can also... We don't have... For where this is set, the Battle of Jakku hasn't happened yet. So we don't no. have the final kind of death nail. But we know they're on the run. You know, the, the, the Aftermath book sets up this idea that the once the Emperor's dead... And the Rebel Alliance kind of puts itself together, and they're going from planet to planet, and especially in the little the little sides that are before each, uh, you know, in between some of these chapters, is like the the rebellion shows up, and the Empire just sort of surrenders, and then they turn to all these people like, "What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. You want to join? You want to join us? Sure, great." And well, then Operation they set up the Republic. Cinder has already happened because that's immediately after. Yeah. So this, uh, this is then it is seven years after. Endor. I saw that's the official thing now. It's, it's, it's ten years after after the Battle of Yavin. So however much time the original trilogy takes place, that's right. when you know, subtract the three or whatever. Um also, I still think three years is way too short for the Also time thinking about it, maybe the Star Wars Empire uh, New Hope and Jedi. The uh stormtroopers that are with uh the client. Yeah. It could be the same thing as Mando's. They're just mercenaries because at this point they're out of a job. So they're just yeah, like this it, is all I can do. Well, they're just it's, looking for somebody to follow, and anybody right. that's got the Imperial cog is going. They're going to follow. Well, no, he pays them. I mean, that's, that's it, it's the the way that again the EU was originally set up is that the Empire fractioned fractured into these sort of factions of warlords and mm-hmm. those that were trying to right. rebuild the Empire. When Thrawn shows up, you know that the heir to the Empire takes place ten years after, at least uh, something like that. Ten years after Jedi and the the New Republic. Uh, you know, seventy five percent of what was the Empire is now the New Republic. The Empire is its own government, twenty. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, it within there is just all people have no idea what they're doing, and there's a council that tries to bring back the Emperor and all the stuff that's there. And Thrawn kind of comes in and says, "Oh, this is how we're going to do it." And then, you know, thankfully yeah. it doesn't work because the good guys win. Um, so we don't know the the, the clients. People keep saying, "Oh, that's the Empire. That's the Empire." It's, it's not the Empire. Though. The other thing, I that think he... it's a, it's a very it's very uh, well. We know that most the, of the, the well, no, that the line in the first one. When he tries to pay him in imperial credits, and he says, "I don't know if you've noticed, but the empire you know, doesn't exist anymore, isn't around anymore." Yeah, I think that's a very important line to oh, basically sure. say the empire is not going to be a part of this in terms of what you think of the empire being right, and that these guys probably aren't imperials; they're former imperials. They're they're somebody with money that's able to have his own security force because there's way more stormtroopers than I thought there were. Yeah, you know, the third yeah. one, you're like, oh wow, he's got like a you know, he's got a half a division here. Like, what's going on? Yeah. The first one, you think he's got like maybe he's got four. the four. There's yeah. only four guys that are in there. Mm-hmm. You're four to one. I like those odds. Um. Uh, what was I gonna say? Um, I don't know. What were you gonna say? The ending, you know, with, with the salute. I thought people were gonna have a lot of trouble with, because especially when you see the the artwork where he, he waves at the end. I thought, well, that would have been a better way to go, because the salute. Sebastian well, made a nod. The... Well, Sebastian made a nod. It's it's a nod to Rocketeer. Yeah, Joe Johnston designed the original Boba Fett suit, and he's the director of the Rocketeer. Yeah. And the Rocketeer's helmet is very much like the clone, mm-hmm. <laughs> the clone helmet for the first one. Have you seen the name of the Heavy Mando? No. Interesting. What is it? Do you really want to know? Why not? It's a uh, Paz Vizsla. Really? Yep. The the guy who does the art for the Black Series, he mm-hmm. he he had the name because he showed off the art for. It. He's like, I can finally show this off to do the Mando because he liked doing um since it's an exclusive one or whatever. And he says, I like doing this, and it's. This is Paz Vizsla, and I was like, oh, huh. Another little tidbit. Do you know who voiced the heavy Mando in the episode? It's John Favreau, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. yeah. 
John Farber, he probably wore the costume. The problem with no, it, it was actually an MMA, MMA fighter that's in the suit, but he's doing the voice. He did the voice for it. So yeah. you want to tell everybody who Vistula is? Because well, no, I'm going to get to John Farber doing it. I was like, John Farber forgot how to act. <laughs> the dialogue is not good. No, the dialogue is it terrible, and mm-hmm. that's what people said. That's John Farber. I'm like, it is. <laughs> Like, let me tell you, John Farber needs a, dip, a better director. <laughs> I was like, come he, on. He got to st- he's got to stick to directing. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Are you going to... Because Vizsla... You probably know pre You can probably tell pre story better than I can because you've watched Clone Wars more than I have. Because he's the, he's the Death Watch guy, right? He, he's the Death Watch guy. But I, I, see, I'm trying to remember if he was... He's the renegade who... Because in Clone it, Wars, we're introduced to... Clone Wars, we're shockingly introduced to a Mandalore that is a bunch of pacifists. Yes. And, and you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi puts the wood to their queen at one point. Um, you know, other than that... And but then, then you get, then we you get, get the true the, Mandalore on the, the You get moon. the classic Mandalore. There's no such thing as a true well, Mandalore. Okay, yes, in a the classic. You get the, the what people kind of expected Mandalore to be on the moon being Death Watch, which is a name that came from the EU, yes. which was, um, uh, uh, oh my goodness, because it was the name Jaster Mareel. Yes. Because that was the name that was floated for some time as that was Boba Fett's real name. Correct. And then they they co-opted that into being the head of the Death Watch, who mm-hmm. was chasing Jango Fett. Oh, no, wait. No, no. Jaster Mareel is the head of the Mandalores. He was he was Jango's mentor. Yes. I can't remember the name of the bad guy. It's in there. It's a great it's a great miniseries because Jango is a foundling, as all Mandos were at the time. They were people that were adopted into this nomadic clan. Mm-hmm. And that's why people had a, people had still have trouble with Oh well, Jango Fett's not a real Mandalorian. They say it in Clone Wars. Well, he's he not. is. He is. If you go by the the, if you do the old <laughs> EU bit, there Thank was you. no such thing as a true Mandalore. They right. were in a race. They were anyone could be a Mandalore as long as you could make the armor, and you were a mercenary and you held to whatever. Well, they kind of you know in in this so one it's they, like they the say, costume group. In a way. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, the, the costume group kind of took the idea from that. You can make the costume. Oh, now they, they've really taken the idea of this yeah. is the way. Um, but you know, they they kind of give you that idea. Well, you know, he says, or, or the the um, armorer says, "Well, have you ever taken your helmet off? No. Has anyone taken your helmet off? No. Those are specific rules of being a Mandalore. You don't, right. you know, you don't. That's why I think I I think the rules worked for it. Um. Yes, it did get very cultish, uh, very re- almost religious, fanatic ish. Well, it reminded me because they say this is the way a few times. So it reminded me as like a preacher up on stage, like preaching to his congregation, and they're like repeating it back to him. But I think you, you know, ha- like I'll be with Jesus, I'll be with Jesus. You know, like something like that. Yes, but I think that also, if you get yourself in a uh, in a situation where you Okay, I want to have turmoil between the different Mandos, right? Mm-hmm. But I need a, an easy way to stop them, you know, before they kill each other. Yeah. Oh, this is the way. You you know, you know this is how it has to be. Yeah. Okay, I stop. We're you know, part of the same clan. We don't do that. Yeah. And then you see at the end where they protect each other. Do you know what the other big thing that people are having trouble with? The doctor wearing glasses. I've seen so many posts about. Well, there's no, there's no glasses and there's no fuel for someone. There's just love people that, that that get something that they haven't seen in the very little amount of time that we have. Very little, you know. It's the first and Star it's Wars the, character to wear glasses. Four eyes. 
It comes down to, I think, people need to find something to nitpick because mm. they like it so much, but they're like, I need to find something to hate because it can't be good. And so they're like, oh, he doesn't wear glasses. That's, oh, it sucks. You know, like. That's what I was trying to remember. The so it's, yeah, the Jester Muriel stuff is funny because if you read um, the appendices for Dark Empire mm-hmm. when it first came out, because they were just like, oh, we can write whatever the hell we want. And that was part of it. You know, they, they took the Conqueror Dawn name, the Journeyman Protector, uh, all of that was uh, was Jaster Muriel, who becomes Django's mentor as mm. a part of the thing. I can't find where they're... What is, he's being chased by somebody. So, um, Star Wars episode... Star Wars episode one. Star Wars <laughs> number one. They gave us a little bit oh, that's, of... Okay. Well, I'm just because I'm going through that. So Tor Visla was the one who was chasing... Tor, yes. He was the one that in the, the early EU was the one that was chasing Jester Muriel. And so they, the nod to that is pre Vizsla. Yes. They tried to put it together. I think they actually... This well, they, be, they this said that he was a descendant. They, they said he was the descendant. You no, know, this is the Legends part of it. Yeah. It was... Uh, yeah, Muriel's return to his home planet, a Conqueror Door. When he saved the life of local farmers, Django fed us from Conqueror Dawn, Dawn as well. When the Death Watch attacked the boy's home... Taking Fed in following the death of his family, Muriel raised the boy as his son until the fateful battle of Quarter Six, ambushed by the Death Watch, and betrayed by Montrose, the second command. Muriel was killed by Vizsla. <laughs> That's what it was. So, um, Star Wars number one gave, gave us a little. Marvel gave us a little uh, couple hints about when it's going to take place. The aftermath of the Empire. Uh, looks like well, in, that's what we knew what it was going to be. I mean, everything everything that's now is is as we see Luke's Star hand Wars in and loses hand in it. Well, yeah, it's his flashback as he's sitting yeah. on the thing. It's I, the previews here. Yes. Um. Yeah, it, it takes place directly after. It's them in the Millennium Falcon leaving Bespin. Correct. It's Lando, Chewbacca, Leia, and and Han, handless uh, handless Han, handless <laughs> Luke. <laughs> well, they're Hanless too. No Hanless. Handless. Um, but yeah, it's almost exactly what you said is going to be. Yeah, which is well, they, that's what they said it was. It was going to no, be before perfect. when you first when they first announced when before oh yeah they announced before they it. announced it, that's what they said. Like that's that's the next story to tell, and yeah. you might as well start with a new you know starting with a new number one isn't the worst thing in the world to do. That's a great place to start because it's the next story for those characters. Right. The stories that we don't know of of Han, Luke, Lando, Leia, Chewbacca, R two D two, and C three PO is the time in between episode four and five and five and six, mm-hmm. and then we'll see what happens if they go after after six, which could be something amazing or people that are just going to be all pissed off. <laughs> well, that, that window seems to be narrowing now because, you know, I mean, the Lahan, Luke and Leia stuff isn't because, you know, luckily none of the other media can touch that. You know, the, there are very specific rules of who can tell Han, Luke and Leia stories. So an ongoing comic book series might not be bad for the moments after Jedi to, you know, yeah, because you can't. Yeah. I mean, you're never, you're never going to do that in live action. And you're probably never going to do it in in animation because the voices and the actors and actresses aren't going to be correct, quote, quote unquote, correct. Yeah. Mm, you can do. I mean, you, you could do the Luke voice because you'll get. You know, Mark will probably come back to do that. Yeah, but you have to change it. I mean, it's not going to. His voice now is not the same voice of Luke no. right after Return of the Jedi. I don't think they can pull the. Uh, oh, my vocal cords got damaged, and all of a sudden I don't sound like the American <laughs> Pie guy. All of a sudden, I sound like the dude from from the toy, uh, the whatever robot chicken dude. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's um, interesting. Speaking of animation to live action, the Max 
Yeah, that's not going to happen. You don't think so? No. You read the Max? Yeah, it's going to be very, very difficult to do. There was a great cartoon, and that was about the only way I think you can do it. Because I don't know how you visually do that as a live action. With Channing Tatum. No, he's he's connected to no, it. No, he's not going to be in it. He's just going to pay for it. He wants his name attached to something that people like. <laughs> the Max mm-hmm. is awesome. I, I don't I don't think that's ever happening. I, it'd be very difficult. Channing Tatum couldn't get Gambit made. He's not going to make the Max. <laughs> um. Ugh. Might as well do. Uh, Would you want to see a live action mask? Ma- mask. We already saw a live action mask. Ma- Smokey. Well, speaking of live action mask. They there is going to be a live action mask m a s m a m dot a dot s dot k dot yeah it's not gonna happen either the mask yeah you know, no. the 80s cartoon Hasbro can't make anything and it stars Jim Carrey no that would be hilarious <laughs> have no, him but, be have him but be they are going with the idea of, who's, of who's Matt Tracker will be a black guy who's the who's the guy who, who was the head of Venom what was his name it was a, t- a terribly pun name. Yes, it was. It was um, Max. He was like he was like a fat Doctor Mindbender, and then he had a, bro- a twin brother in the later episodes. Uh, it was a few of those. Max, uh, gosh, uh, I can't think of it now. It wasn't Max? Was it? Oh wait, no, maybe that Matt. was his brother. Because it's Matt Tracker. Matt Tracker is the thing, and then he had the kid with the the little phallic robot thing. Yes, the R two D two with wheels, or more wheels. <laughs> That was the one toy that everybody had because it was cheap. Well, it came it came with the boy too. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it did come with the boy. Shut up! I was trying to get past it. Someone spent some time in Thailand. <laughs> oh man! Oh my god! Jeez. Um, Does it come with the boy? <laughs> Bought a scooter. It came with a boy. <laughs> and it transformed into a big phallic thing. I didn't think it transformed. It just like didn't it just have the the back pop out so he could jump onto it like a razor? No, remember the legs? He would bend down and it would like his ass would come out. I don't remember that. I just remember it being like it looked like a pill, like a half a pill, sort of thing. Now we're all looking up who the hell's part of Mask. Um, because the the bad guy organization was Venom. Yes. Which never made any sense because like the good guys are. I think it was just sort of like, hey, let's do something that's sort of GI Joe. There was Sly Rex, Miles Mayhem. Miles Mayhem, that's what it was. Yes. So that's probably why I haven't seen anything about this. T Bob was the T Bob. <laughs> T Bob wasn't wasn't T Bob in the first two seasons of Walking Dead? Was that <laughs> T Bob? That's when you mix the two the two of them together. Well, I still that was, that was one of my favorite criticisms of the first season like look when the walking when people start eating other people maybe drop the name t-bone <laughs> can have somebody call you by your real name <laughs> why haven't you seen anything with mass live action that was oh. the toy it came out in 85 and it had two seasons yeah no it was huge everyone loved it oh, it also the- has one of the best play sets of all time it had the mountain the uh the the mountain um uh headquarters yep mm-hmm. and i saw one of those at, what was it i think it was at comic-con yeah see years ago its ass would come out and he would sit on it and ride. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, the toy, he just like, it was just pegs on the back of him. Right. <laughs> yeah, he rode it like a, it rode it like a big old R2 motorcycle. See? <laughs> I had. The ass would come out and then the wheels would come I, down. I don't think I even had the, 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 that was I don't the think toy. I had Matt's toy. Jeez. I had some of the small stuff and I had the, I had the Jeep that like shot a boat out of it. 
And then the bad guy one, I had the Bronco that the thing popped up and it had laser cannons on Wait, it. Wait, the Jeep shot a boat out of it? Yeah, yeah, so the inside of the Jeep was a boat. So the, the Jeep would pop up, you know, the, the chassis would boat. pop up or whatever, and the boat would shoot out. And you'd uh, have like, oh, there's the boat. You would think it'd and be the, the other motor, way around. The motorcycle became <laughs> the helicopter. The motorcycle became a helicopter. I had that one. And then there was the other one. The bad guys became a boat, like a, like a uh, jet, you know. It was called Miles, the Miles had the, yeah, it was like a boat and a jet or something like that, or a helicopter and a boat or something. I don't remember. What no, it was had. a motorcycle and a boat. A motorcycle and, and like a... Uh, and there was a racing car that became a, a, jet, a plane because the, the thing flipped open. It was like a Formula One. Totally looked like it was street legal. And I had the bad guy one with the Bronco that had the back of the Bronco popped up and it was a turret. And then many years later, you're like, boy, if OJ had that... <laughs> Who's following me now? No, oh, yeah, I'm the juice. <laughs> My son killed those people. Oops, did I say that out loud? Yeah, Sly Rax was the one that had the. It was called. He had the. He had the motorcycle that would become like a submarine type thing. Where you know, I don't even remember that. He was the one with the leather jacket and had the mustache. The the real he almost looked like he should be like a uh, like a, a dreadnought. Oops, that's not what I wanted. Um, a dreadnought? The ones that they blow up in? So there was Matt Tracker and then oh, Scott. The oh, Scott Tracker was the kid. Jackhammer was the bad, was the was the Bronco one. That one was awesome. Mask was awesome, but it's never going to be a live action. Oh, I love Mask. Never going to be a Mask. And they tried, didn't they try, I thought they tried to bring it back. Well, they brought it back in a terrible, uh, what's it called? Um, comic book series that nobody liked. Um, and then this movie is based on the '80s, so there was a movie mask, Mobile Armored Strike Command, and Command is spelled with a K. Well, didn't you just say that there was gonna there's a live action film, or you're talking about a? This is an older one. Movie. Was it made in um, Czechoslovakia? No, okay, I'm sorry. This is this is the movie because the director is F. Gary Gary. F. Gary Gary. <laughs> There's seven writers on this show, on this movie. I had the Condor. I had the Condor and the Gator. That was that one. The Jackhammer. Lindsay Beer is one of the writers on this. Switchblade. I think I had the... Oh, yes. The motorcycle. It was the It was the one with the sidecar. Yes. And the sidecar became the thing. I had. I think I had that one, too. I never had the Rhino. And I, I had Firefly. Oh, I had the Slingshot, too. The van. That thing was awesome. The Stinger, the Hurricane. I don't think I had any of those. I had oh, the... no, I had the Vampire, too. I didn't even realize I had that one. All right, so anything else? No, I'm just going to look through Mask Toys now. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap things up then. Bulldog. So uh, make sure you check blinds. us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdables Show and on Instagram as Nerdables. Why is a checkpoint the collector? That makes no sense. Wildcat, Meteor. Remember, they went to a racing. They, Boy, there's, there's they started like... doing races after the first season. Series four. There was four series of these things. Yeah. Skybolt, Stiletto, Detonator. So they would dialogue. have they would have races, right? And then the, during the race, they would battle each other too. It was wacky races, but you know, with like Hasbro stuff, Slyrax and Cliff Dagger. That was the other <laughs> Cliff Dagger. That yeah. was the other guy. That's so stupid. So for Chris and Ethan, I'm Hondo already saying, McLean. <laughs> I'm already Jacques Lafleur. Oh, Hondo, Hondo had the uh, the motorcycle. No, he, the 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 green motorcycle. No, that was the that was the Asian guy. Oh. He was, uh, oh no, it was Brad Turner. Never mind, it was not the Asian guy. <laughs> no, no, that is the t- Asian guy. 
Brad Turner was the Asian guy. That's a terrible name for an Asian dude. Uh, so for, for Chris and Ethan, I'm R.A. Say we'll talk to you next week.